Namaste everyone. Thank you for joining me. This is Maithili and uh, we are at the 6th podcast in the series. Thank you for thank you so much for joining me in the in this journey and let's dive right in. A semitic world is a world governed by the absolutes of good and evil. Codes of right and wrong. For example, the 10 commandments. That is why when the anti-religion revolution started in Europe there was a particularly interesting title that came out by Friedrich Nietzsche Friedrich Nietzsche wrote a book called Beyond Good and Evil in which he discusses the shortcomings of Christian psychology and how church will ultimately fail in its control of populations Friedrich Nietzsche is credited to inspire fascists on both ends of the European spectrum Hitler and Stalin but for an inquisitive indian slash dharmic eye they look one and the same as both were inspired by the versions of semitic gods the god of wrath which further expands into god of wrath and equality it might be interesting to note that these revisions in european philosophies and philosophical thought in 20th century came at a time when colonialism was as, was at its peak european translators and explorers were wondering how the inferior races of uh, asians africans uh, how could they produce such superior quality of art philosophy literature engineering etc what they regarded as the inferior race that is us the indians the brown in color with respect to the caucasian race how could we produce such art and philosophy was incomprehensible to them so they concocted the aryan invasion theory which in short means the european civilization traveled from europe to the indian river banks through the faulty translations deliberate, deliberate proofs of wars were found in summation history writing and rewriting is dependent on intent i repeat history writing hugely depends on the intent of the person writing it clearly the intent of european colonizers was not objectivity but to make the given set of so called facts and proofs fit a theory of racial superiority of caucasian christians now when these very colonizers discovered plethora of indian literature written in sanskrit they were hugely inspired by it in the 20th century frederick nietzsche for example profoundly and proudly flaunts his library sanskrit library by using terms like ganga stotra gati and banduka manduka stotra gati which means the current of ganga and uh, the pace of uh, a frog in his book beyond good and evil while this could be a more expansive topic i will summarize it as the following the trend of modernization of europe and its revision of organized religion come from receptivity of ideas that means uh, while the process of colonization was going on europeans became a more uh, you know more like a sponge they became open to ideas they became open to revision of their own concept of religion 
but these ideas were firmly based on the very semitic conversations about liberty equality and fraternity they still concentrated on how to make their society adapt to these semitic goals of liberty equality fraternity nietzsche in his writings often mentioned ubermensch a superman like creature who is above normal human beings and has the capacity to lead he gave example of napoleon for the same he had thorough disdain for christian psychology which he believed was engrossed in slave mentality all the ideals of finding goodness in suffering and that people who suffer or are at the bottom of the benefit ladder are the lamb of the lord was interpreted by him in utter disdain this was one factor that allowed him to move beyond the binaries of good and evil why i mention him so much is because he has been the most influential philosopher in what is now understood as the left and the right the slave mentality of course has a flip side flip side of aggression and violence violence that cannot be controlled that has been so much suppressed in the background of human psyche that it has to come out through one way or another i repeat the slave mentality has a flip side of aggression and this aggression has been suppressed he said it's the view of uh, other philosophers like uh, friedrich nietzsche and freud that the aggression has been so suppressed in human psyche and the collective psyche that it has to come out in some way or another that is why uh looking at the history of christianity and islam we find that there is an attachment to a certain attachment to goodness and that attachment to goodness leads to first wars revolutionary psychologist carl hume gives a comprehensive theory for this in which he calls the repressed part of human nature to be the shadow part the shadow of human consciousness can belong to an individual and to a group a collective a community so you get it uh this is how it works if a person or a community is very attached to the idea of goodness she will not acknowledge parts of them that are not good quote unquote not good for example the ones that want war and violence but the repressed part of the collective has to show up in some other way some other logical rational explanation that is acceptable to that mind for example the one true god/allah is all good all merciful in heaven because he forgives all sins and inspires the believers to be good through the code of conduct he has given but he also orders war violence rape and butchery on those who do not believe in him the justification is god the merciful forgives any other sin and accept the number one sin which is the sin of disbelief in him you can check out the lectures of uh, now proven terror inspiring uh, islamist lecturer uh, lecturer zakir nayak and other islamic preachers to confirm this idea the primary sin which is unforgivable on the day of judgment or qiyamah in the semitic philosophy is uh, you know 
your disbelief in that god okay that is why conversion to islam or christianity is so central to those belief systems because essentially they are saving you from the fire of eternal hell and the wrath of one true god by converting you you see all of this is a very sophisticated logical structure in the mind of a believer this is the structure which we have to grasp that is the dharmics have to be made aware of this rationale of the evangelists and islamic missionaries which to be frank they are not very far away from us along with this now is the right time to ask questions to your local sampradayas or and pick up books to educate ourselves on dharma because we don't have a a god that is vengeful and who insists that we believe on him fixing your mind on a divinity fixing your mind on a, say your divine beloved and believing in him uh in a semantic way are two different things altogether the sanatani view of existence in cosmos is entirely different from the semantic one one so much so that a comparison in a short period of time like this would do grave injustice just for the sake of preliminary understanding i'm going to reiterate what uh, vanamali ashram's book the hindu way of life taught me that hindus did not delude themselves with the game of absolutes we didn't conceptualize god as completely good and didn't create a villain and opposite satan or shaitan in contrast to the father in heaven the hindu view of world or the dharmic view of world is composite which worships and acknowledges all and multifarious forms of the divine of the divine the supreme expresses itself in forms of a shy demure gauri and fierce kali who is the destroyer of the world both are our mothers that is if you have a theistic bent of mind these are very interesting arguments for atheistic people as well so i urge you to explore them read more books to inform us on dharma now is the time for reawakening of a hindu psyche learn question relearn and let us all choose our paths Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, Jai Sri Ram. Namaste. Very grateful for. Uh, 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 until next time. Bye bye.